Biden or Trump, who is better for China? Before we begin this discussion, I must first make it clear that China, as a big country, should focus on improving itself and handle its own affairs well at all times. This is the most important. When you are strong, you are just like Chinese table tennis team. You can defeat everyone. When you are weak, just like the Chinese national football team, anyone can defeat you. Today, China is already the world's largest economy in terms of purchasing power parity, or the PPP. According to estimates by the International Monetary Fund, China's total economic output in 2020 will be approximately $27 trillion. USA will be $20 trillion. China is 1.4 times that of the United States and 5 times that of Japan. China is also the world's largest manufacturing country and the largest trading country. Given the size of China today, no country can contain China, and no country can truly isolate China. Whether it is Trump's re-election or the election of Biden, it is merely a secondary factor for China to realize the great revival of the Chinese nation. Let's discuss the question mentioned in the title whether Trump and Biden is a better U.S. president for China. China's perception of the influence of American domestic politics on China's national interest is constantly advancing with the times. When the political stances of the Democratic Party and the Republican Party of the United States are very clear, we generally believe that in relations with China, the Democratic Party pays more attention to topics in ideological fields such as democracy and human rights, while the Republican Party pays more attention to free trade. Relatively speaking, China prefers to deal with the Republican Party, but this concept was completely broken with the elections of Trump, the atypical Republican candidate. In fact, Trump is not the Republican president in the traditional sense at all. He just entered the White House under the cloak of the Republican Party, but the core of his basic political proposition is extreme right-wing radical populist. Biden, who has been immersed in Washington's politics for decades, is more like a traditional democratic politician. In the past few decades, China's perception of American politicians initially used the distinct differences of positions of the two parties to judge whoever is to China's advantage but later discovered that the both Democratic and Republican parties may have differences. But the starting point of any policy they adopt is to safeguard the national interest of the United States. After realizing this, China was able to take the party rotation in the United States more calmly. Among Trump and Biden, the current mainstream view is that no matter who is elected, it is not a key factor for China. The most important thing for China is still to do its own thing in a steady manner. But this view can go to an extreme. It believes that Trump and Biden are essentially the same in dealing with China, and there is absolutely no need for China to pay attention to who is up and who is down. I think this view is wrong. Party rotation is not the main factor affecting China's development, but it does not mean that we do not need to deeply analyze the specific personality differences and policy preferences of the two parties' presidential candidates, nor does it mean that China does not need to do anything. At this moment, 
we must not only see the consistency between Trump and Biden on the China issue, but also the huge differences in their specific China policies due to their personal characteristics and political ideas. Let me talk about the consistency between the two on the issue of China. In the 42 years of reform and opening up, China's comprehensive national strength has continued to increase. By now, American political elites have generally believed that China has posed a substantial challenge to American hegemony. Both the Republican Party and the Democratic Party have a strong dislike against China and both have an instinctive impulse to contain China. For a long period of time in the 21st century, the conflicts between China and the United States are structural and cannot disappear completely. What we have to do is to manage contradictions and differences and prevent problems from getting out of control and triggering a new cold war or even a hot war between China and the United States. Whether Trump is re-elected or Biden takes office, the basic structural contradictions in Sino-US relations will not be eliminated. This structural contradiction can be briefly summarized in three aspects. Competition among major powers, ideological competition, and geopolitical competition. After talking about the structural contradictions between China and the United States, we must also see the huge differences between Trump and Biden's policies toward China. We absolutely cannot say that whoever is elected is the same for China. Do not make the mistake of simplifying thinking. Let's talk about Trump first. In China's perception, Trump's image has undergone a big change. At the beginning, China believed that Trump is a businessman, wants practical interest, and is not interested in Sino-US ideological conflicts. To a certain extent, China is very willing to deal with such an American president. Any problem that can be solved with money is not a problem. Relatively speaking, if Hillary Clinton comes to power, it will highlight the ideological differences between China and the United States and build an anti-China ideological Western United Front headed by the United States, which would put China in a defensive position. However, as Trump launched a trade war against China in 2018 and his severe re-election chance under the impact of the epidemic, China sees him as a fake lunatic. The so-called fake lunatic means that he will continue to clash in Sino-US relations, create and escalate conflicts, and even take risks in order to be re-elected. This point has been exposed very clearly in recent events. One is to close the Chinese Consulate General in Houston, which completely broke the bottom line and principles of state-to-state -state relations in peacetime, and it was a very crazy move. The other is to ban TikTok and WeChat. Trump's reason for banning TikTok is very absurd, and his claim that the Treasury Department should take a cut from the TikTok sales makes the United States look unreasonable. But behind his crazy measures are very rational and cruel calculations. He knows very well that his political achievements are not good enough. It was his arrogance, ignorance, and incompetence that led to the failure of the U.S. epidemic response. The deep problem of the economy and the intensification of domestic racial conflicts. Because of this, he wants to divert the attention of domestic voters and reshape the core issues of this year's U.S. election. Anti-China has become his best script. 
China's biggest worry now is that Trump will take risk in order to be re-elected and will push Sino-US relations into an irreversible and destructive course. Recently, Trump is also acting as a pseudo-strategist, which worries China. As a politician, Trump has two sides. On the one hand, he can take risk and sabotage Sino-US relations for the sake of personal and family political interest. On the other hand, he has a strong sense of mission to make America great again. On this point, you must not underestimate his firm political convictions. It is this belief that allowed him to use a large number of officials who hold a radical hawkish stance towards China, including former President's National Security Affairs Assistant John Bolton, Matthew Pottinger, and Secretary of State Pompeo. Behind these people, a large number of broader radical hawks gathered, including the notorious Mao Yu. These people may not support Trump's perverse and selfish personality, but they highly agree with Trump's political beliefs of make America great again. And more importantly, they all believe that making America great again must include destroy China to some extent. This is the fundamental reason why the United States has a forceful stance in the current Sino-US relationship, promoting the new Cold War and the coupling between China and the United States. However, the current policymakers in the United States have very limited understanding of China's history and traditions, are full of ideological prejudice against China, and have their own strong political opportunism impulses. They constitute the pseudo-strategists in the current U.S. relations with China. Recently, the Chinese foreign minister and head of external affairs both came out to comprehensively clarify various misconceptions in Sino-U.S. relations. But as long as Trump is re-elected, this group of pseudo-strategists will become even more intensified. Although their policies will never realize their vision of making America great again, their crazy, adventurous policies, based on prejudice and ignorance, are possible to drag China and even the world into trouble. Of course, Trump and his aides' perverse actions will objectively bring some favorable situations to China. First, Trump will greatly undermine the governance capabilities of the U.S. government and bring about U.S. decline in politics, economy, technology, education, and culture. Second. Trump adhered to the America First policy will greatly undermine America's international status and influence. Third, Trump cannot possibly build an anti-China coalition as I explained in the previous episode. From these perspectives, Trump will indeed cause great harm to the United States for another four years. But there is no doubt that no matter how much damage Trump does to the United States, I personally tend to think that Trump will bring China and the United States into a lose-lose situation. After talking about Trump, let's talk about Biden. If Biden is elected, what is the biggest risk for China? The general consensus is that, as a traditional American politician, Biden is indeed able to unite the anti-China forces of the Democratic and Republican parties in the United States, and at the same time, build a united front of the United States, Japan, and Europe against China, among Western countries. This may be China's biggest worry about the Biden presidency. But in fact, I really do not think it is too much of a problem. At best, 
Biden could push the Obama administration's China policy forward a few big steps. The TPP may be restarted and the strategy of Indo-Pacific will be further enhanced. The United States, Europe, and Japan may indeed require China to greatly open its domestic market. The United States will increase its criticism, accusations, and even sanctions against China in ideological fields such as democracy and human rights. But Biden and China have many common interests. At the very least, the climate change agreement reached between China and the Obama administration will be restored. This is a very critical issue for the United States and Europe, for the Iran nuclear agreement may also be partially restored. In addition, Biden does not agree with the trade war initiated by the Trump administration against China and believes that this is a taxation of American companies and consumers. It is even more unlikely that Biden will really promote the decoupling of China and the U.S. Everyone with a discerning eye knows that preventing the decoupling of China and the United States is currently China's biggest concern. Biden will not adopt an adventurous policy to push China and the United States to the brink of military conflict. From a rational point of view, if Biden is selected, it is most likely to realize China's position of preventing crisis, managing differences, and strengthening cooperation. He must negotiate with China to discuss crisis prevention, manage differences, and how to strengthen cooperation with China in areas that are in the United States' national interest. This is precisely the situation that China most hopes to see. Anyway, because of the painful lessons of 2016, no one now dares to predict whether Trump will be re-elected or Biden will come to power. Creating original content is hard work. Your support is what keeps me going. Please like and share this episode. You can also donate to this channel by clicking the link in the description below. Thank you.